You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to episode number 57 of Life Repurposed. I'm sending you a warm hygge from me to you today. No, I didn't mean hug. I really did mean hygge. We're going to be talking about what that word means. I've mentioned it in another podcast briefly. If you heard it, it was on episode number 52 with Stephanie Hovland. And so you'll find that at michellerayburn.com slash 52 if you'd like to hear that one too. But today I'm coming to you on a very cold afternoon in September in northern Wisconsin, 45 degrees right now outside on a rainy afternoon, and so that's pretty chilly, a pretty good sign that fall is in the air. So I have my flannel on, and I've been working this afternoon with a blanket on my lap and a little space heater by my feet, so it's just one of those days where it's just really cold and has me thinking about things of comfort. So today I want to talk to you about hygge, which is spelled H-Y-G-G-E. If you aren't familiar with the term It doesn't sound the way it looks, so it's not phonetically written, and that's because it's a Danish and Norwegian word for a mood of coziness and comfortable familiarity that's associated with feelings of wellness and contentment. So it's associated with the idea of charm, happiness, content, security, familiarity, comfort, reassurance, kinship, and simpleness. Those are just some of the things. And appropriately, it originated with the Scandinavians who are familiar with long winters. I think Wisconsinites are too. We are familiar with getting snow in October that sometimes sticks around for a while. In fact, last year, we got our first snow at the end of October and from November all the way through early April, I don't think I saw grass in my front yard at all. There was always snow covering the grass, at least a a small layer of it. So that's just how it is in the north. And so I think of hygge as an atmosphere that feels like a warm hug, but that's really a simplified version of it. So it really is more than that, and it's almost something you can't put into words, and so that's what makes it kind of mysterious. So we're going to be talking about how this applies to real life. The idea of a Scandinavian term appeals to me because I'm 100% Dutch and my husband's of Scandinavian descent, but we don't really hold to that many of the traditions of our upbringing. It's just that this word and this concept has resonated with me and it's made me think about what comfort and coziness and all that means. So I want to admit something to you today. This is True Confessions with Michelle today. I'm kind of weird in that I like to peek in people's windows when I'm driving by. So I'm sorry if it's your house that I'm peeking in. And let me clarify, I'm not a voyeur. I don't walk up and peek in people's windows. Here's what I like to do at sunset or just a little bit after. I love it when I happen to be riding by and all the lights are on in a house and the curtains are open and I can see the warm, cozy home from the outside. I love that glow that comes from the windows and just driving through a neighborhood, like especially of big old homes where I can see the grand staircase in the door and the chandelier and the decor, the warm woods. And I glance, I don't stare, but I just love glancing as I drive by. 
I was out for a walk recently and pondering this weird behavior of mine and wondering, why is it that I like this so much? What is it that makes me just love the feeling I get when I'm looking at somebody's glowing windows in their house? In fact, I like it so much that I enjoy it when I go out to my own mailbox after dark, and as I turn around to head back towards the house, I can see the glow of the lights inside. Sometimes I can smell the evidence of supper simmering on the stove, and I can see the books on my shelves and the lap quilt that's draped over the back of the chair near the window. And there's just something about that that gives me like this, I don't know, a pleasant feeling inside, I guess, is how I can describe it. So the other day when I was out for a walk and I was thinking about this and observing, you know, like the idea of cozy homes looking from the outside in and how it gives me a sense of home, it suddenly struck me that this is really the idea of huga, of this idea of like the feeling I get from looking at the cozy warmth that just comes out from it. It's also why I'm weird. I know this is, like I said, true confessions day. I'm weird and I just take pictures on my phone of vignettes in my home. So like I might zoom in on the throw pillows on a chair because I just like how that little picture looks there or the repurposed mason jar of flowers that are on the table or the candle flickering or the lamp that casts a beam of light on the vintage camera that I have on the antique table. I might just take a little picture of that and think, oh, I'll put this on Instagram sometime. So if you're ever on my Instagram, you might see some of those photos that I take. But as we think about some of the ideas of huga, these are some of the words that I mentioned in the paragraph that I gave really fast about some of the concepts associated with it. So a mood of coziness and comfortable familiarity, feelings of wellness and contentment, happiness, content, security, familiarity, comfort, reassurance, kinship, simpleness, simplicity. So I wonder, like, as I'm thinking about my everyday life and the concepts that I just named there, I ask myself this question. When was the last time I got that feeling from a political discussion or a trip to the grocery store or a scroll through social media or from watching the evening news? You know where I'm going here. Those feelings never come in those moments. I've not had... Uh, that feeling of warmth and kindness and coziness in those situations. So just thinking about all that made me realize that we could all use a little more huga in our lives. So let's talk about how to create that as we repurpose our time and we bring this sense into our life in a way that we can create this for others too. I want to give some practical ideas for ways that we can cultivate a lifestyle that brings these concepts into every day. So to experience the moments of comfort and peace with others and to enjoy God's presence more. I specifically want to approach some ideas for how to do this virtually since more of our connections with people have been virtual lately. So I just think it's important for us to think outside of the box a little bit and realize that if I can't bring someone in to sit by the fireplace and sip a cup of hot mocha or, or cold mocha with me and just enjoy a conversation by the fire with a candle, I, if I can't create that, how do I create that in other places in my life so that the same feeling is there and alive and well and it's not something that's caused or created by the decor or the actual setting? 
So I want to look at some of the terms that I just listed, and I'd like to just go through them one by one and think about some practical ways that we can create that. So let's think about a mood of coziness and comfortable familiarity. I think this comes from taking time to pause without being too perfect. So this is not like creating a scenario that's all perfect. And so, you know, I'm like this magazine perfect setting or um, magazine perfect example of a conversation between friends. Um, Sitting down for a moment with a friend or with my Bible or a blended mocha can bring on this feeling of coziness or comfortable familiarity. But rather than trying to be super perfect in how we present hospitality, like a magazine, the genuine warmth that flows from our hearts is what really creates the coziness more than any furniture arrangement or any vignette that I could set up. So this can be done by inviting someone to chat on a video call too and visually showing that you're sitting down to be intentional about talking. So it's really different from having a chat while driving in the car, which is also great. Sometimes that's the best way to catch up or a phone call while walking at the mall or something like that. But this is even more intentional than that where you have chosen to sit down. You can visually see each other if you're using like FaceTime or the video chat on your on your social media or Zoom or something like that. And you can visually see that you've paused, you've sat down, and you're being intentional about a conversation with somebody. And so you're not multitasking and wearing a headset and running around and doing other things. So this creates a mood of coziness and comfortable familiarity, even in a virtual conversation. Next, let's look at feelings of wellness and contentment. When I stop and thank God and notice his presence, I feel well, and I feel content. And this can be done in my everyday life, but sometimes it's important for us to share that with other people, because our own wellness and content is something that's contagious for other people, and can create a a feeling or a sense that's a lot like what I've been describing with Huga. So we can share a moment with others by showing it on social media. We can put up uh, words of gratitude that we've noticed, you know, like something you're grateful for. It could be in a, a photographic that you put up. It could be in a conversation with a friend where we share the the sense of noticing God at work in our lives. It's something that we don't keep to ourselves because we can influence somebody else with the way God's working in our lives. Another way to grow these feelings is to find ways to unplug and relax. For example, coloring with a friend while you listen to music and have a cup of coffee. And so this could be in person. Maybe you have a friend who's not far away and you can get together and you can enjoy that. But it also could be done virtually where you're using you know, prop up your phone and you're using video and you're just both taking that moment to pause and spend some time in conversation. And the coloring just gives you something to do while you have that conversation. And it also, something artistic, the expression about it for me also grows that feeling of contentment. Another one is happiness. What might life be like if every day we looked for an opportunity to make someone's day with words of kindness, encouragement, of noticing their contribution to the world? What if we spread happiness by being an example of finding joy in what matters for life after this life? And so thinking about like heaven and beyond and the joy that we find even in the middle of our struggle, 
the happiness and joy that come. What if we shared that with people instead of getting bogged down in the heaviness over stuff that doesn't matter? So I can get really bogged down in some of the discussions that I see on social media. And some of those are actually super important to have. For example, it is not really getting bogged down at all when I'm thinking about looking at ways that I can confront racism in the culture around me. So I'm not talking about that because those are important conversations to have and that is heavy. And sometimes that heaviness is what we need to live in because it brings about change. So I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking more about the heaviness that comes from how we might do about something with worry or how we might be thinking about something that really doesn't have a lot of importance and letting that just eat at us. So I'm thinking about that more and just looking for how can I make someone else's day by reaching out to them with some encouragement. Noticing someone else's contribution to the world really makes a difference. If you can find something that someone else does well and point it out to them, even in just a social media comment and just saying, I've noticed how great you are at encouraging other people or how great you are at finding light in the middle of a dark moment. Those kinds of things really encourage other people and grow their happiness because it connects us with one another. One of the other things on that list that I shared is security. I think about security often, but uh, an example that comes to mind for me in this is more in how we help others to be secure and knowing how we love unconditionally. So I'm not talking about security, like worrying about my physical safety or worrying about somebody breaking into my home and those kinds of things. I'm thinking more about being secure and knowing I can be exactly who I am in a relationship. And so we can do that for other people. We can love even if we disagree. And we can provide a deep sense of security for someone else when they know that no matter what their opinion is on something, they we won't dissociate with them. This includes coming right out and saying, I'll still be there for you when you wander away from your faith or when you doubt or when you aren't sure. I want you to be secure in knowing I'm still going to be here for you, even when you express honestly that you just aren't certain. So that's the security I'm talking about. And I feel like that is a lot like the sense of huga in that it's just saying, I'm going to love you like Jesus loves you and I'm going to be there for you. Another idea is the idea of familiarity and comfort. To me, this feels like my favorite leggings and a long sweatshirt. (laughs) And that's like just I love on a Saturday to put on my leggings and my long sweatshirt and just get my housework done or hang out and watch a movie on TV or something while I'm folding laundry. We can bring that same sense of familiarity and comfort into relationships with others. So it means being the leggings and the sweatshirt for someone else in such a way that being around us just feels comfortable, like they can just sit back and be themselves and it's comfortable, like we don't have to talk all the time, we can be quiet with each other, we could just be together and it feels good. So that's the thing that we can provide for other people. Even if it's virtually, we can provide that comfort for our online friends, just knowing that when they hang out with us, it's okay to be themselves. Another thing that we can provide in seeking a life of Huga is reassurance. And this goes along with security, but for me, 
This one comes from knowing that God is there. I feel his presence and it reassures me that everything's going to be okay, even when there's some difficulty going on. We can help others discover the same reassurance when we listen to them, when we direct them toward words of truth, and when we walk beside them through challenges. So maybe you know somebody who you think could really use some reassurance. It's as simple as scheduling a 15-minute chat just to check in and see how they're doing and just see where they need encouragement and mostly listening, but pointing them maybe in the direction of truth from God's word if they need that too. Another idea is kinship. Have you ever met a stranger and realized you had something surprising in common with them? Sometimes it's fun to just realize you meet someone and you're from the same hometown or you named your children the same names or you share some sort of connection. Like for me, it's I've met other writers who used to be a registered nurse just like me, um, things like that. Kinship includes empathy. It includes a connection, understanding, similarities, and a bond. When was the last time you reached out to someone, even on a social platform, and just introduced yourself? It's really fun sometimes to reach out and just say hello. And for me, that's a little bit out of my comfort zone because I'm more of an introvert, so I'm not really looking for new friends, but yet I know it's important. I know that people who come into our lives come for a reason. So recently on Instagram, I reached out to a few people who are part of a book launch team that I joined and just said, hey, I'm on. I'm one of the fellow book launch team members, just wanted to say hi. And out of that, I've had a couple of great conversations with people just through Instagram Messenger, just talking about what we have in common and learning more about them. And if it's someone like that, where it's a writer or another podcaster, I will look them up on their website and read a couple of articles and learn more about what, just who they are and get to know them. So this is part of that building kinship with people and getting outside of my circle of just my family and close friends. The last one that I want to talk about is simplicity or simpleness. Nothing has to be complicated about what I've talked about so far. This is not a complicated scheme of of really planning something because that's the that's the thing about huga. It more happens when we're intentional than it is something we go out and we try to make happen. But yet we have to be intentional in some ways because if I get complacent, then nothing happens. But it doesn't have to be complicated. So when we think about simplicity, the same kind of minimalism that works for decor works for conversations too. It doesn't have to be overdone. A simple conversation, a note of encouragement, a handmade card. I've gotten a few of those in the mail recently and it's like, this is so special. I got a handwritten handmade card or maybe a surprise gift if you know, I just go on Amazon or an online platform and just get something that I know would just be meaningful to somebody else and ship it to them with a little gift note and just saying, I want to encourage you. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. doesn't have to take a lot of time, but we can do something simple for someone else that makes them feel like we sent a big hug, even if we can't be in person and give a big hug. If we are in person, again, it, it's simple. It, it doesn't have to be a complicated meal or something fancy. Sometimes having somebody over for a glass of lemonade in the summer or a cup of coffee when it's cool it doesn't have to come with an entire meal attached. So those are some ideas for how we can create an environment of huga in our everyday life. 
So it isn't necessarily about pictures of knitting needles and a book or warm socks and tea by the fire, although that might create the feeling for some of us. And if you were to Google the word, that's probably what you're going to see is some pictures like that. But just like standing outside of my house in the dark and looking in the lamplit windows does it for me, there are other ways that we can create huga. So I think the true sense of it for me comes from connections. As an introvert, I look for the cozy, one-on-one, meaningful conversations that bring a warm connection with another human being. I long for a quiet, unplugged afternoon, a kind note discovered in my mailbox, or an afternoon with a friend with our laptops while we work at a coffee shop. The true comfort isn't found in how we stage our homes or in spending time by the fire. I don't even have a fireplace. But it's a true connection we have with Jesus and loving and caring for others the way he would. The warmth and comfort can transform lives and relationships and bring true satisfaction. And it's like a big hug, a warm huga from us to someone else. As I leave you today, just like always, I want to give you some resources. Oftentimes I give you a book, but today I'm going to make it a little bit different. And so you probably have to go to the show notes to get the links to what I'm talking about here. But you'll find that at michellerayburn.com slash 57. And there I have a couple of links to things that you might find to be fun resources for you as you create this sense of huga in your life. I have a couple of coloring books there that are great for you to use for your own quiet time, just sitting and having some unwind time. Or if you're having some time with a friend, then um, tearing out a sheet and coloring something together. I have some colored pencils there, a, a link to that. Some encouragement cards if you're looking for an idea for the kind of note cards you could send out. There are some that you can color and send out, so it has a little bit of a a personalized touch there where you can color it in. And then one of my favorite kinds of candle, which are woodwick, and they crackle like a fireplace when they're burning, so they snap and crackle just a little bit. If you don't have a fireplace, that gives you a little bit of coziness when you're sitting and reading a book or coloring and just the same enjoyment you get from listening to a fire without having that. So just a couple of resources for you in case you're looking for something fun to send to a friend or to get for yourself. And uh, that's all I have to say about sending you a warm huga. But I hope that you have a great week and that you'll be looking for opportunities to find warmth and comfort and kinship and all those things that come with huga in your relationships with other people. Have a great week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.